0: Hi, everybody, it's Rush from hammer 11 Hope you're safe and well. Do you ever get deja vu sometimes? Anyway, um, <laughs> a little in joke me and Ollie. Uh, if you're new to the channel, please consider subscribing, hit that bell icon so you're made aware anytime I put new content on. Videos are daily, but sometimes two or three times a day. And every interview, every guest, every player we talk about, every moment is priceless. So make sure you hit that bell icon so you don't miss any content. Lots of great guests coming up, particularly as obviously we're coming to the end of the season now. You know, we've had our, um, our football fix. A rapid football and now is nothing after Sunday, but um, we'll be carrying on to keep you uh, entertained during the off-season. Um, loads of great guests, including today's guest, uh, Holly Worthington. Hi, Holly. How are you? Yeah,
1: I'm really
0: good, thank you. How are you? Thank yeah, you I'm all right. You? Yeah, no problem at all, at all, at all. Isn't technology lovely sometimes?
1: Great, right. especially <laughs> Wi-Fi.
0: <laughs> so, um, Holly, how's, uh, how's lockdown been treating you? How's, uh, how's everything going on the last few months for you?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's definitely been a strange few months and it's definitely made me realise as well how much of my life is football because as soon as kind of that came to a stop and then my work, I also got put on furlough, I didn't know what to do with myself. Um, So I've been just trying to keep busy really, been doing quite a lot of exercise and trying to get better with some football tricks and not doing too well, but (laughs) trying to get better at all of that. So um, yeah, just keeping busy, trying to keep sane as much as possible. What about yourself?
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, it's what it is, you know, uh, yeah. Work's been very busy, um, you know, I, I work in, I don't do this full-time obviously, um, not yet, maybe one day, you know, um, but uh, no, with work, no, work's busy, yeah, I work in a market, market research company, so yeah, if, oh, okay. if, if, if everyone wants to find out what's going on with everyone, <laughs> the
1: answers.
0: <laughs> yeah, so, exactly, that's what we do, but um, no, that has been alright, and I know what you mean about football, um, you don't realise how much you miss football until you haven't got it, and like for that 100-day period, it was like, huh, and uh, and then and then when the realization came that we were going to do restart, I was actually a bit gutted, really, because yeah. I had to start worrying about West Ham again, and I was quite. I he got quite used to sort of not looking at a league table and and thinking back and looking at old games, and then it all came a bit real, and even more so for the first couple of games, wasn't it, where we didn't really uh, didn't really turn up to be fair. Um, mm. And then going forward, you obviously then you know the last few games have been brilliant, and we can go into Sunday with you know a bit of a relaxed attitude I can't remember the last time yeah, I've been relaxed don't get that often, do we? <laughs> no, no I can't remember the last time I've been relaxed at a West Ham game but um, no yeah it's what it is and uh, you know boys done the boys done the jobs and uh, and yeah look forward to obviously Sunday and then you know obviously Sue signing as well which is good
1: yeah I just saw yeah he's brilliant that.
0: um, so that's I'm really new. really good he's been brilliant he? since restart he's been I mean oh. he's been he's been great to be signing but he's been even more so the last few weeks
1: yeah, he's just the danger in the box. Whether it's whether it's a cross, whether it's him going in, you just—I feel more confident that he's going to get something on the ball, which is lovely to have. And um, especially going now into the last game of the season, having a bit more feeling of calm and not—not not the feeling of dread and fear before a game—is—is um, is really nice.
0: Yeah, no. and <laughs> Antonio well.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, I did feel that. I—I—I I I I, I was feeling quite confident, and then obviously when that penalty happened against United, Antonio's stepping up, and I think everyone, everyone watching, going. Yeah. What? <laughs> what's going on uh, but uh yeah he, he, got, he got his 10 goals in these so he's got his he's got his you know his well. bonus or whatever it was but um yes no uh yeah i think everyone everyone's hearts are in our mouths but um he's yeah, got, he
1: misses this exactly this is gonna be a nasty place he, he did a good
0: job he did a good job though it was like you know proper down the middle wasn't it you know yeah oh. when Noble sort of hit like, you know, pelts it a little bit, he sort of drops it in, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's one of those things, wasn't it? You know, did the job and um, we'll see what happens in the close season. I suppose it really depends who goes up, really, because um, obviously we've, yeah. we're looking at lots of championship players and, um obviously, Wigan, you know, we can, Nick Robinson from Wigan, but obviously, if Brentford Yeah, up, then the a couple
1: of Brentford as well. Is, yeah, there are definitely some good players to pick from if certain teams don't come up so yeah. see what happens
0: and, and we could have and we could have Dean Garner back you know I don't know what's happening we don't know what's happening with him yet but um but yeah he's obviously been really good you know he scored a great goal the other day as well which was which, which kept him up and it, it took him up and it's nice to see yeah. and nice to see uh obviously have Julian and, and um and Slav back at the London Stadium next year so that'd be good as well hopefully some fans will be in there to yeah. give him a clap um, we'll see what happens with that, but I'm not dream.
1: Sure.
0: Yeah, we'll see what happens. I think that's a, I think that's what I've realised how much the fans are integral with football because it's like, are you are you a a FIFA sound on or off type person for football?
1: I think I prefer the sound on, but really? I still don't feel like it's quite the same. The only reason is it, it feels a lot more like a training game or sort of a friendly when there is no sound. And if I'm not focusing on it enough, if I'm focusing enough on the gameplay, I don't particularly notice a huge amount. But it's just so different, isn't it? Like you said, the fans are what makes football and it's all about the, the game days and the atmosphere and you just can't replicate it as hard as, as hard as you can try. It, it's just not quite the same.
0: It's true. It's true. And, and even more so, like West Ham fans, obviously, they you know... Yeah, we're not in it for the football i know it's like my it's, that should be my my sort of my uh my slogan we're not in it, we're not in it for the football we're never gonna win the league we know that um but you're right it's the it's the camaraderie the atmosphere going to the going to the pub uh all that stuff i think people have really missed um particularly the people I talk to, the fans on the channel and stuff. That's what I seem to really miss. And so it's nice to do things like this and obviously do the alongs and, you know, you have Zoom calls and everyone sort of gets in and watches the game on the telly and, and sort of moans on the half-time over the computer. But it's, um, yeah, I think actually we're doing, you know, it's lovely to see all this sort of the West Ham family. We do talk about it quite a lot, but yeah. um, it's, it's really nice to see. Um, so for you, Holly, you know, obviously West Ham fan, um the first question I ask everyone is, "Why? <laughs> why is <laughs> West, Why is West Ham your club?"
1: So, mine's a bit of a strange one. So, my my dad's from Liverpool and is a devoted Liverpool supporter, and I'm born and bred. And I know. <laughs> um,
0: you you back the wrong The wrong
1: horse. Back the yeah. wrong yeah. horse. So, like the first picture of me, like three months old in some massive Liverpool shirt, and uh, there I have. I've just deviated from the plan, and then. Now I'm celebrating not getting relegated instead of celebrating the the league. I've gone wrong. And um, so yeah, and my mum's a mad Watford fan. So I played football for Watford for years and I'd always loved football, but never particularly followed one specific team and sort of mm. more enjoyed playing. And I'd watch games, but never really supported a team. And then I went to a West Ham game. Honestly, I can't remember how old I was now. But I've been watching so match of the day, any clips I could find on West Ham, and for some reason I just sort of developed this soft spot for West Ham. And the first time I went to West Ham game, just so it. I don't know how to explain it. But it was just everything—the the atmosphere, the whole crowd. I'd been to Watford games before, and it was completely different. There was just something that just clicked when I went to West Ham game. Just the difference in the the songs that people were singing, and so many things like that that just really got me. And from that point on, it was a It was a slippery slope. I was hooked and that was it. And then I met my boyfriend, Dan, who also supports West Ham, luckily. Um, And that was it, really. So, yeah, no no escape now. I'm well and truly committed for many a year.
0: (laughs) God, yeah, yeah. Many years to come, I hope. But, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's funny, isn't it, how sometimes... Yeah, some people have stories, and they, they go, and the stories are, oh, I was born in East Ham, and da, da, da. some of stories were like, you know, I was watching Match Today, and my dad went, what football team are you going to support? And I went, uh, that one. Yeah, and that one. it could have been anyone. The uh, yeah, like, like little Brit, hold on, oh, that one. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and and so, and some just don't know why they're a West Ham fan, but doesn't matter what happens. It, as you said, with you and your boyfriend and stuff, it just gets into your skin, doesn't it? It's like osmosis. And before you yeah. know it, you're like, a season ticket holder for 25 years, and you're like, yeah. how did that happen your whole family in the process isn't yeah exactly yeah you disowned yeah disowned, your disowned, yeah your yeah. mum it's like you know it's like you're the uh you're the lone wolf but um yeah it's funny isn't it how, how it all works but said, once you're in you're in and you know, you very rarely be able to get out it's a bit like uh it's a bit like a cult isn't it really it's like,
1: yeah. <laughs> The one
0: that we all love <laughs> it is one yes it's, it's what it says we go we have a church uh london stadium and uh or slash upton park beforehand and uh it congregations and we go there for, for mass every sunday every saturday <laughs> or whenever they have the game no exactly but um with, with west ham obviously you know since you've been a, a fan um since you've been a disappointment to your parents and um <laughs> I've <laughs> become a West Ham fan. Um, long before then. <laughs> yeah, long before then. I, I hope not, Holly. I hope not. Um, what there must have been some sort of. You must have some highlights, some memories that stick in your mind about your your fan career at West Ham at the moment.
1: Yeah, well, the first time I went to Upton Park was the one. I I watched so many videos. I didn't get to go to many games. I didn't really have a family that would be willing no. to come with me to Upton Park. So um, so the first time I managed to get myself to the game with some friends, it was just seeing the stadium for the first time. I, it began before that, like the memories of just walking out of up to Park train station, everything along the way, like pie and chips before the game, the burger bands that you like possibly get food poisoning from, but possibly not, and you didn't care. Like there were just so many amazing bits that, as weird as it is, that's kind of what really is my first memory, and seeing the pits for the first time and when you start seeing bubbles and just everyone getting behind the team, the atmosphere was more than I could have ever imagined and yeah. um, that's my first memory of just looking over that pitch and seeing the fans just singing the whole time and things like that that really just made it for me. So that's my main my main memory and then obviously the last the last game at Upton Park I couldn't be at, but that game just sort of sums it all up to me. And obviously things have changed since and um, there's just yeah. Upton Park in general, every game I went to it was just that match experience. That was what what in my overall sort of ultimate memory i
0: suppose and i was talking about it with someone the other day actually down green we used to go down green street and you see the burger vans and you said yeah. when well, you had the you know salmonella lottery or whatever it's called um what <laughs> was uh, is that smell you can't recreate that smell i mean I, you know of, of the of whatever meat they cooked you try right. you know, you have, it is i mean a barbecue it doesn't smell like a barbecue it just smells mm-hmm. like a burger van it, you know there's it, it so you know i mean yeah you know, ma might do stupid uh and links do silly scents at the moment don't they someone needs to do a burger van scent because it's a scent like you can't recreate it's really weird you obviously don't get it at london stadium because you don't get the burger vans you know that sort of greasy spoon burger van but um uh, <laughs> yes, smell i just remember it particularly as you, you know by the supporters club there was two burger vans o- on a very small road opposite each other yeah either you're thinking is that turf war it's like you know yeah. <laughs> it's not, it just didn't seem to make <laughs> sense did it? it
1: didn't seem to make sense right near each other yeah Why
0: exactly <laughs> yeah yeah but you, you, you're right and obviously things change and you said back at yeah you London know, the stadium and you know it was a beautiful stadium and uh, you know I, I was i was all for the move you know obviously work, having worked there for so many years it was uh yeah, know I, I love it, and uh, it's weird at the moment because obviously I'm one of the 300 there, and it's really weird because like there's no, is literally no one there. You know, I've been to some games where there be maybe 200 fans. For these under twenty three games, but there's been no fans, apart from like me and stuff, obviously. But um, you can hear the journo's typing as well, which is really weird. It's just even their laptops (laughs) on their on their posh Macs, and they can still hear the typing. But um, hopefully, (laughs) we get back. But actually, you know, the stadium's really, really, really sort of sorted to uh, social distancing. You know, really because it's a bowl shape. So, you know, I I would hope we get a fair few when we start. I think October. They said they're looking at starting fans coming in i don't know how they're going to sort that yeah. out but um yeah I think they like, have some
1: in there i think, I think hopefully it'll it, make that bit of difference and make it feel yeah.
0: more like I guess, a normal normal game day kind of thing totally i mean that's that i mean interviewing a lot of the ex-players and and talking about you know having no atmosphere um or no fans not no atmosphere no fans um they they were like yeah it's really hard if you're not having a good day or you're I don't know You're just not on On, your, on the metal You're, you're a bit f- bit ill maybe But you're playing Having the fans there Just giving out a 20% And um, It was obvious To me everyone, Not just West Ham But every Premier League team Didn't really Start Restart really well Really It was quite yeah. sleepy, um, But the last that few was weeks
1: Wasn't
0: it Yeah no, I think like it takes
1: away Slightly the um, The home advantage Because I think Although, obviously, like the, the London Stadium, I feel like it's such a, a sort of amazing looking stadium that a lot of teams kind of go there and think it's going to be great to sort of play on this pitch. And I think the problem is when you then don't have the fans to sort of intimidate them, I guess, in a way, it's, um, it's I imagine, a lot harder for our players to sort of mentally sort of come back from when you go behind or anything mm-hmm. like that. And it's, it's been strange. I don't know how much of an impact, obviously, the sort of not having fans makes an impact on game days for the away team but I imagine it must make it a little bit more
0: comfortable to play somewhere. Oh definitely, definitely. I mean it, you know, looking I mean you look at it, I mean you've got things like um I mean it's just silly when you think about it. I mean I think was it the German was it the Bundesliga they did something and it was like I don't know thirty percent win rate, you know, for home and stuff like that. You know, and it's just weird things like that. But um now, yeah, I, I I think when when the season's finished, we'll have there'll be someone. I'll probably sit down and work it out because you know I'm a bit geeky like things like that. But just just to see the different the impacts at home because you're right, it's like there's no fans, there's no intimidation. You know, it's it, it's it's more like a training game, really, isn't it? And you know, would we have gone to Man United and sort of no? You know, I mean, apart from ten minutes that Man United game we were pretty much comfortable would we have done yes. that you know would we have done that if it was an old trap would we have got the penalty or oh, we would have but you know i mean it's yeah. it seems you yeah. know it's
1: <laughs>
0: it just seems yeah you're right it just it's weird when you think about it but uh yeah we'll see i mean you know it's i mean you look at teams like sheffield united i mean they've clearly they've been they've just fallen off the wayside you know and and, and even Wolves to that extent you know they were flying high and and Playing some good football and playing with confidence, and clearly, obviously, the fans at Molyneux and at Bramall Lane made a big difference because they have they'd be, be a shadow of the team. Uh, Where well,
1: we, well. yeah,
0: we're, <laughs> we're like we're Antonio, people, like Antonio is like you know, top goal scorer, and uh. You know, I don't
1: need this break every year to so just come back and smash
0: the last few games yeah, just to get his, <laughs> just to get his 10 goal bonus really by the end of the year more than anything but uh, yeah, God forbid it doesn't happen again but you, I know what you mean but uh, anyway what, so what we're doing with this channel we digress I love to we, we, we do chat a little bit that's all so fun um, we do single thing called Ham's Eleven so that's the idea of the channel um, so obviously you find out about your story why you become a West Ham fan but then we go through your, your Eleven so the idea is everyone has their own Eleven you know you write it on the back of a, a beer mat when you're chatting in the pub or whatever um but it's 11 players that you know you've firstly been alive to see play that's basic. that's the only criteria the only reason is otherwise everyone would pick probably Moore. everyone would pick billy bonds but you and me weren't around to see them so you know it's not it doesn't seem fair that we put them in to be perfectly honest in, in this respect um but apart from that the criteria is whatever you want it to be. It doesn't matter. It's all about plays that mean something to you, whether it's positive or it might be negative as well. We've had some which are, you know, the, the disappointment 11, you know, things like that. But uh, uh-huh. it's hard to see you. So we'll, we'll have a go with this. We'll see what we can do, man. Um, right. Yeah. So I also like to keep it to a four four two, but I'm happy to be um,
1: flexible. Uh-huh.
0: Because now, now we're back on Zoom. I've, I've got a different, I have two ways of recording it. So Zoom, four four two. The other one, you could have, you know, you could have done whatever. Um, right, so for for Holly, let's go for uh, Between the Sticks. Who would be in goal for the Holly 11? Right,
1: so I'm going to choose a team that sort of, some of them have more of a sentimental value, some yeah. of them perform twice. Um, and <laughs> I was going to say Roberto, just to see your reaction. Um, so I'm going to start with Fabianski Between the Sticks. Yeah. And, um, Think the main reason is just that he's been so consistent. When we didn't have him, we saw a difference it made. Um, he was a massive improvement on Adrian when we signed him. Mm. Um, obviously, Adrian's gone off to win the Premier League since, so <laughs> we might have missed out on a good one there. Um, but yeah, so just I think he's made such a difference in terms of the confidence as well that he seems to give the players around mm. him um, and communication. I think he's been massive for us over yeah. the last however long and maybe.
0: Totally agree. And, and you know, hindsight's a great thing, isn't it? So, you know, we, we let, uh, obviously, uh, Adrian go and we brought in Roberto, we brought in obviously David Martin and the plan was sort of a clever plan. I thought, you know, send the two young lads, you know, send Trot and the other lad off, um, made sense, but unfortunately it didn't pan out like that. <laughs> hindsight's a great thing (laughs) right we'll put fabianski in goal uh left back who should have left back holly
1: left back i'm going to say cresswell but not the current cresswell so it's uh it's a weird one at the moment because he's just not performing how i wish he could and i've seen him perform as well and i think the main reason as well is that season with quiet the way that he linked up with him my memories of that season we were just so exciting of, of, what, sort of what was possible every time you got the ball. Um, so, yeah, mainly due to the last season at the Berlin, I'm going to say Cresswell. Hopefully, you can pick it up again because at the moment it's uh, not ideal,
0: is it? The situation. Uh, no, I know what this. you mean. OK, uh, that's Aaron. Uh, good old Cresswell wears a magic hat. Um, right back. Who have we got right back then, Holly?
1: So, we haven't been blessed with the, uh, the greatest. No, right
0: back we haven't actually. Years,
1: no. so, I'm going to say Lucas Neil. Yep. Um, just for obviously strong tackles, great leader, captain, um, and from what I've heard, all the players have always said that he's been amazing in the dressing mm. room. But I think that's so important in a team to sort of have someone like that around. Um, so yeah,
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, it's true actually. When I interviewed um, Anton Fernand, he 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 like he couldn't say anything. He, he was like he was like rat-waxing lyrically about Lucas Neal, you know, as, as a captain, <laughs> as a man. It was lovely to hear, but um, and he talked about a lot of things which I didn't know about Lucas Neal um, in terms of, you know, player stuff. And it was really interesting. Yeah, but yeah he's a lovely, lovely guy and apparently an absolutely fantastic captain, um, like a team captain as well as a captain on the pitch. Um, but we'll put Lucas Neal in. Uh, centre-backs, who are we going to have for your first centre-back then, Holly? So... I'm gonna
1: start with Ginge, James Collins. Yeah. Um we used to call him ball magnet because every single cross used to just find his head somehow. Yeah. So he one you just felt comfortable with him sort of in defence and yeah, obviously he went went to went to Villa, didn't he? And he came back and yeah. lost Claret and Blue and he's just one of those that yeah, strong tackles again, which is always what I'm a big fan of in defence. No nonsense. Yeah.
0: yeah. I don't know what you mean. He's like um he, I think I preferred him in his second spell than in his first spell. Um, just because I think he came back a bit more, a bit more grit, you know, a bit more sort of veteran. <laughs> yeah.
1: He had a skinhead
0: and we love, we love a skinhead player as well. So it all helped. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I put Ging in um, and who's Ging's going to partner in the middle then, Holly? He's going to partner
1: with Ferdinand, Rio Ferdinand. Yep. Um, I think the reasons for that is obviously came up for the academy um, just solid and you could rely on him um, I think it's a shame obviously that I just wish we could have kept him for longer because he went mm-hmm. on to have uh, such a successful career but um, yeah I just think that's definitely who I'd want at the back of Ginge
0: Yeah you're right it's, uh, yeah, it's not much to much say about Rio to be honest with it? you it's like you know you're, you're totally right he's uh, a lovely guy and that's weird isn't it some players that they leave and you don't still think of him as a West Ham player. But Rio, I always do. Even when he was playing for like Man United and, and England, he was still like a West Ham boy. I never had that yeah. same effect for other players. But Rio, you just did. Um, it was strange. You're right. We, if we had another couple of seasons, I think uh, he would have developed even more. Because I think uh, by going to Man United, I think it stifled part of his... Sort of ball playing side, he was more about the defense, Alex Ferguson, like defenders rather than necessarily ball players. And, um, and yes, yeah, it would have, I think he would have been, he had an even more, well, he had a great career, but an even greater career in terms of a, a player. I think he just stayed with us for a couple of years, but anyway, no bitterness there. <laughs> <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs> I know, all right, let's let's uh, let's go into midfield then, let's go uh, left midfield, left wing. Who are we going on the left then, Holly?
1: Left wing. I'm going to say he feel quiet. he has got yep. to be quiet. Yeah. I think just the pure excitement every time he's on the ball um, his confidence his free kicks he's the player that I've seen live that the most that I've literally every time he's got the ball I've been like oh go on like just <laughs> he just felt like any magic can happen at any moment. Obviously it was yeah. a shame how things ended and when he left but I just felt like he, he made everyone around him a better player. Um, He literally made everyone we look like he looked like a Barcelona one around him sometimes. And to have a player that can do that, he was just so
0: talented as an individual. So, yeah. Yeah, you're right. He was one of the um, he was one of the ones which, I mean, I said it before, when when like my mates who weren't West Ham fans, when you talked about, you know, you're playing West Ham, might be Tottenham fans or Arsenal fans, Liverpool fans, he's the only player I can remember. And they've all being gutted that he's playing for us, not for them. Do you know what I mean? He was like the man. You know, we did, we don't really have never had a player who was the man in the Premier League. And he was, you know, I mean Christ, he was like nominated Ballon d'Or, you know? Yeah. And how many that's, it happened never, West happened. West exactly. that's never happened exactly has <laughs> never happened. So it's like it's um no, he was brilliant. I mean I agree. He's he was the best technical player I've seen at West Ham. Um just I think he just it was an honor for him to to watch him um during that sort of Last season at the Upton Park, and obviously the first season-ish, half a season at uh, London Stadium. Um, yep Payette. let's go the other side. Let's go right wing, right midfield. Then Holly, um, Joe Cole,
1: Joe Cole. Yeah. Um, just his celebrations. He's just so happy to score. <laughs> so so many great memories. Like when that that one way he scores, he just stops and leans into the crowd. Like things like that. That. Just always speaking my mind as an image, um, and yeah. just a player that really excites me, I suppose. And yeah, that's just a brilliant player. How we ever got relegated with him, I'll never know. No, I <laughs> so <cold. laughs> I going there. legend.
0: Yeah, he is, and 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 I think he talks so so well when he does his commentary and analysis on BT Sport and stuff. I think he, there's a real. Footballing mind, there you know, I don't know, we know there is, but you know, some people are, don't articulate themselves very well when it comes to you know, might be great players, but they can't articulate themselves in an analysis role or commentary role. And Joe does, so clearly he's going to be a fantastic manager or coach, um, later down the line. And who knows? Who knows? I'd love him to
1: come back. That Can would uh, pretty much make my life. Funnily enough, Dan's named his cat, so Dan's cat is about 10 years old now, and um, but. Joey after Joe Cole, so
0: brilliant, love, <laughs> it, love it, love it. <laughs> All right, let's put Joey in let's go into the centre midfield positions. Then, who's your first centre mid? Then, Holly.
1: First one, I'm going to say notes. Yep. Um, just Mister West Ham, isn't he? Just yeah. a leader. I think I know he gets a lot of stick for being sort of slow and passing back a fair amount, but I do think he holds it together. And sometimes when you don't have him on the pitch, you notice the impact that that actually has. Um, and just his ability to, I think, motivate those around him. He might not be the youngest or the fastest anymore, but um, yeah, just so many, so many appearances. And I, I do think we will miss him massively when he retires. And I hope that he's one of those that may well come back to the club in another capacity a long time down the line. I don't know if it's something he's interested in at the moment, but yeah, but I yeah. So. yeah. So, absolutely love
0: notes. Yeah, he is. He's just like, he just loves the club in it. And it's like, I think. Well, everyone says he does in that you know everyone's like, oh yeah but he actually does you know i've seen it firsthand how much when he's not playing he's kicking every ball on the touchline and stuff and he's just a lovely bloke as well and i just think he's a bit like old school in that respect i think you know like you know the Brookings and bonds as well they were fantastic gentlemen off the pitch as well and mark's one of them players as well so um Yeah, I mean, when I interviewed Kevin Keane, he did say that he was um, talking to Mark about taking up a a coaching role after he's finished. And uh, he's a bloody good coach. Because, I mean, you know, not being funny, the kids, who would you listen to more? Kevin Keane, who they've never heard of, or Mark Noble, who's played over 500 times for the club that you're playing for at the moment or you're supporting. And, uh, yeah, I hope he'll carry on a long time. Um, uh, he's one. Of those, I don't think he, he's like a you know, like when you have like a dog lead, and it's like you can't go more than like five meters. The dog, I think that's gonna be like mark. I don't think that you can go more than five meters away from London like, stadium. You know what I mean?
1: And
0: feed him back in, isn't it? Um yeah. So who's who's nob's gonna partner in the middle then, Holly? It's gonna
1: be Rice. Um, so. I just think he's so important for us. I I have everything for us that we can keep him because, (laughs) first of all, I don't want to see him play for any other Premier League team ever. That would break my heart a little bit. Um, But I just think he's just an up-and-coming leader. Obviously, he's had a chance of being captain now. At some point, it looks like that will or should be his. Um, I just hope that we can hold on to him because he's only getting better and he's got so much potential. So, I, I don't think we can get a replacement for him at the moment. And I... Just don't think that there's anyone that's a better fit. And also, he's so passionate about the club as well, which really hope sort of gives us the opportunity to keep him for longer. We know he's an amazing player, and we know that maybe West Ham might not always keep the best players or be the best in the league, he might not win the league next year. <laughs> yeah. But I'd, I'd love to keep him. But I just think he's really exciting as well. And just the way that he disperses the ball and going into those last ditch tackles and things like that, you, you very rarely see him make a mistake. Yeah. Um, when he does We forgive it Because of the other 5,000 things he's done In the last however many months That have been brilliant
0: So Yeah You're right And the last few games He's been stonking He's been absolutely stonking In the last few games And um, I don't think it's a coincidence That he That you know Two best games Probably were The Chelsea game And maybe the Newcastle game Both games Where he was captain And um, I just think I mean to be honest I'd offer him the captain's role today You know And just say look You know, because Mark's not going to be around forever. But Dick, you know, could you imagine if we end up getting five hundred games out of Dick? I mean, it won't happen, but it would be lovely, wouldn't it? It'd be different. You know, that's that's what I think you should do. I think you should like form a legacy at West Ham and and be Mister the new Mister West Ham and stay in. Of course, I'm going to say that because I want to stay. But you know what I mean? Just it'd be different than having to just go to Chelsea and they do a Ross Barkley and ruin him, and or Scott Parker and ruin him, and. I just think he could, he'll be a big fish in a small pond at West Ham. And
1: um, the way he talks to the other players as well, he's been doing it for a long time, but more so now, he's communicating so well with everyone around him. He's got all the leadership qualities. And again, I think as West Ham fans, all we want is someone that just loves the club and gives everything on the pitch, isn't it? And he does that. You're
0: right. And for someone so young to have that level of confidence to do it and the respect the other people, the other team members have to listen to him. Tell them, you know, because it's, it's all right talking, but if you don't listen, then don't listen yeah. to them. it. There's nothing, as you know, some it's just noise. But, um, no, I know what you mean about deck, and uh, we'll see. I think you know, I think the signing of Su um, you know, shows that you know, there's 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 a midfielder trying to build there, and you know, him and Rice as a partnership will be great and then Nob's coming in as and when we need that extra steal in midfield or he drops out and Lanzini comes in or four or Snoddy. You know, there's that other there's a third spot in that midfield three really which you could um interchange. It's quite a nice way of, of working, but uh, we'll see what happens. We never know. You, you, you don't know what's going to happen. Exactly. We can just hope for the best, and <laughs> just keep him locked away in a, in a in a store cupboard until uh, <laughs> mid mid September or whatever. Um, right. Okay. We'll put rice in. Let's go up front. Who've you got as your who's got your first striker then, Holly? So, your first striker,
1: Carlos. Yes. yes. Part of
0: the Great Escape. I
1: still don't know how we got him. <laughs> just yeah, one of those players that. Yeah, he has to be in my lineup. Absolutely has to be. First goal against Spurs. Just so many, so many great memories of him, and just again
0: the way that he celebrates. And yeah, so many great memories of him. I can't even, I can't even list them. <laughs> yeah, and he did he I mean, yeah you know, he came out of nowhere. Not, I mean, he did come out of nowhere. But you know, for the first few games, he didn't really do much. First few months, really, and then, then he just went on this amazing run, didn't he? for like six months, and was just well it was unstoppable really wasn't it and he was he was just so much energy so entertained to watch and uh yeah no it was just yeah it was it was it was it was I, you know when i talk to players uh, and and coaches around that era around that time talking about the tevez deal you know what happened what was it like and they go do you know what it was weird? You know, they just turned up and you know, training one day and then these two argentine internationals were just in <laughs> just like <laughs> in the changing room. They're like but apparently Carlos really did more than Maserano, he um Mascarano rather. Um he Carlos really tried to integrate himself in with the West Ham like players. So he would go on like Anton told me stories, he'd go on nights out with them to like nightclubs in London but he would take his translator with him um, so <laughs> <laughs> you can just imagine this sort of like guy in a suit with glasses and you know just the translator Carlos is really going through it on the uh, on the dance floor and you can just see that you know Argentinian flair you know coming yeah. out the, yeah in the dance floor but uh, no he's a lovely guy all right yeah Carlos who's Carlos going to partner up front then Man? Has to be Di Canio yep. absolutely
1: got to be she's um, just like, passionate about the game wasn't he absolutely mad but Incredible. Um, yeah. Just love the club. He's even got a West Ham tattoo, hasn't he? I think. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah, so, he's <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's just that goal against Wimbledon, the scissor kick. So many of his goals that again I've, I've rewatched really the footage so many times over the years, but just those moments that you never you never quite forget. Um, and his personality more than anything, I think absolutely unforgettable. So he
0: has to go on my level. Hey, he's one of those players who's just like I call him like box office. He's like a box office player. Do you know what I mean? I mean is technically the best player I've ever seen at West Ham, but for me De was the best player because you it's like a pie chart. You need the technical ability, you need the passion, you need the entertainment value and he just entertained us, doesn't he? He's like you didn't know and you just need that like five percent of What's he going to do today? You know, it, it, like literally genius and madman, you know, being on yeah. that knife edge. And he was just like that. And no, I, yeah, it's brilliant. And, you, and you're right. It's, it's, it's for him, there are so many different, I mean, those seasons he was, at, he was at the club. Every game, something happened. He might have had a strop, or he might score a hat trick, or, you know, be mesmeric, or pick the ball up when at the Everton game, when the goalkeeper was down. All these things And uh, But it was every game It was every game With him And uh, No he was lo- No yeah, I, I loved him He was one of my He was, he was my favourite player Probably was my the best Technical player But he was my favourite player Overall at West Ham um, Just because I think He he's brought so much, so much to the club As you said The man's inked himself You know For us So What can you do I mean I've, I haven't even got A West Ham tattoo and- No exactly <laughs> You like,
1: always- oh, never knew What he was capable of Like things that other players would never even try like that Chelsea goal where he flicks it up outside the box and just absolutely fires it into the back of the net things like that that you just don't typically oh, see and totally. like you said you ball up in that game and things like that that it was just entertaining at the same time yeah. and you just fell in love with
0: him yeah it's brilliant it was a good part and, and that that rounds off your team nicely horseman it's been lovely chatting to you it's been really nice we got there eventually we got there eventually <laughs> Wi-Fi is always handy for that. <laughs> yeah, it's all good and game. All good games. We we, we all sort it out eventually. And um, thanks, thanks, really, thanks for your time, Holly. Because uh, oh, nice I know you, I know you're busy again now because you're you're all uh, you're back at work and stuff. So yeah, nice and
1: busy
0: but yeah. yeah, exactly. Wonderful
1: use
0: of my afternoon. <laughs> it's it's the one Zoom call everyone wants to take, so it's okay, Holly. <laughs> obviously thank you to everyone else for watching you know like share subscribe do the usual thing and until next time for me and holly take care everyone stay safe coming you irons big game on sunday coming you irons see you bye-bye take care
1: sports social podcast network with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere
0: dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has
1: anyone seen the bride and groom